you love Him tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have your Bibles. We'll go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. You know, as we get into the Word tonight, and as we've been getting into it the last few months, how many of you have noticed discipleship isn't for weaklings? Everything that's worth anything comes at a cost. And discipleship costs. Selling out to Jesus costs. And tonight's a very uh, sobering message in Matthew. We'll go straight into the message tonight. I won't read the other ones, but it says in Matthew chapter 5, read the New American Standard in verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. How many of you know, as I said, discipleship cost? I want to talk about persecution tonight as we, as we study this in the area of discipleship. One of the things I want to share with you, you know, we live in a country where we are so blessed. We've preached so many times where... Right now, there'll be rocks being thrown at the building while we preach. Rocks thrown while, while we uh, are, are walking into the church and things happening outside of the church and, and gun fire and uh, gorillas taking over the roads and burning cars. And, you know, we've seen all that type of stuff in those third world countries. And here we come and we got air conditioning. We never had churches with air conditioning. Uh, the 18 years we were on the field and, and uh, you know, everybody got to drive their own car where we've had people who had to walk two hours to get to church. And we don't know what persecution is. And, but thank God for this nation. You know, you don't have to go around asking for persecution. When I was a young man, about the year I met my wife when I was about 15, uh, I went to uh, do a city crusade with uh, youth with a mission. And when we got together to hold hands before we were going to go house to house, uh, they started praying, Lord, let us get stoned. Let people throw rocks at us. Let us be stoned. And if we have to die, let us die. And, you know, I wanted to let go of their hands right there. I was supposed to, I had my, I had my papers to join you through the mission. My dad wanted me to go. But thank God I tore them things up. Because, you know, I mean, if the rocks come, they come. But I, I have found out that you don't have to ask God for rocks. You know, I thought, you know, well, I'll tell you what. Don't start running. You want rocks that bad, you know, here, start running, you know. But we don't have to pray for persecution. But as you well know, when you're going to live a godly life, there's going to be persecution. There's always a cost and there's always a price. And many people say, well, I've never been persecuted. Well, let me ask you this. In school, in family, at your business. You know, we as Christians, the Bible says we are renewed by the renewing of our mind. We're, we are going to, if we are truly disciples of Christ, we're going to think different than the world. And people will criticize you and not like you just for thinking different. Even people who go to church, they will criticize you 
I've, I've been, I think I've been criticized more by, by uh, even ministers around this area for beliefs I have more than I was criticized by witch doctors. Really. I've been made fun of openly at restaurants. Different things like that. Why? Because when you think different, you're going to be persecuted. Because everybody wants you to think like they think because they don't want you to upset their world. They don't want to feel nervous around you. They, they don't want to feel anybody's different than they are. You're upsetting the comfort zone. We're a racist family. Now you're saying you're not? You're at our family reunion. You better be like us. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to be like y'all. You become a born-again believer, you are going to make enemies. People are going to criticize you if you don't think the way they do. But God, i got good news for you. When you're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're free from people's opinions. Because you didn't save me. Jesus Christ and His blood saved me. And so, we need to get free. Because as you can tell, the more it goes, the more Christianity will be under attack. And you, if you're going to live the life, you're going to be under the gun and the scope to be criticized, to be ridiculed, to be gossiped about, to be lied about. But you know what? As I finish this message tonight, you'll see that there are six rewards, six crowns for the believer. There's even the crown of Jesus. But the greatest reward, according to the Word of God, is when you hear Him say, Enter in, my good and faithful servant. And whatever they can criticize and lie and joke, let them say their little things. But one day when we stand before Jesus and we hear Him acknowledge us before the Father, this one's done well. He was persecuted. And let me say this, because in America we've got so many different mentalities. Jesus is saying, blessed are you when men persecute you. In the Greek, this is what it says. You are spiritually successful. You are spiritually successful if men persecute you. You want me to tell you what America preaches? You are spiritually successful if you have an airplane, if you have a limo, if you have a mansion, if you're not persecuted, if you're not going through trials, if you're not going through anything, if you are just all the time, everything's just great, 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 and you've got millions in the bank, you are spiritually successful. Those people will be last, and those who are being persecuted will be first. It's written. I'll show you all through the Word tonight. You are spiritually successful because today we have superheroes. How many books you have? Oh, i got this many books out. Superheroes. How many airplanes? How many cars? Superheroes. Jesus says, none of that impresses me. That's not what I call spiritual prosperous. I call spiritual prosperous the little pastor down in the Asia and the Orient. The, the, the 25,000 who are in prison today just because they believe in Jesus Christ. They will be first. And you know what? They can be first. They can be first. Because they deserve it. 
people saw, even this week saw some pictures of us when we were in the mission field and said, y'all suffered and all this. Man, that, yeah, we've, we've been through some hard times, but I've never been imprisoned. Been threatened, but never been locked up. Threatened to be beat up, had machetes over my head. I never was cut, never was beat, never was shot, none of those things. But there are people who have been so tortured and who are being tortured for professing Christ Jesus. But boy, are they going to be rewarded in glory. You, Jesus says, you are spiritually successful when they lie about you, when they joke about you, when they criticize you, when they mock you. Let them go ahead and do it because the more they do it, the bigger the blessings, the more they're blessing you. Your worst enemy is really your friend. Because the more they criticize you, the more, the more I get criticized, the more people are going to come in the church. More bills get paid. More buildings we build. More equipment we buy. More missionaries. Like we, we took on three more ministries this year, uh, this month, and we're feeding people in Israel who are starving. And, and, and we're, uh, we're, we're, we're helping some others with unborn children. And we're, we're working with a prayer network. We've got three new ministries added to all the ministries we're already supporting. Let them keep talking the more we keep, get to keep doing. Because <laughs> you're blessed. Jesus said it. You're blessed when they criticize you. Amen. So it's not about, you're not spiritually successful because you're having fun, everything's going huckadory. You're spiritually successful when it seems like nobody likes you because you're taking a stand. And they come and they say, you know, you just ain't any fun anymore. You know, I don't think we ought to have them over to our house because, boy, we used to have card, play cards and we used to be able to have so much fun gossiping and criticizing. We called it prayer requests, but we were really gossiping and criticizing. And, uh, you know, we used to have so much fun with that couple. And now they don't even want a casual drink. They don't even want a, a little bit. They're not fun anymore. I don't think we'll have them over and, oh, Pastor, we've lost our best friends. Good. My family don't love me anymore. Good. They're lying to you anyway. Why? Because you think differently. You act differently. You are different. Hello? You are different. If you're not different, you need to get saved tonight. Any man be in Christ, a new creature he is. If you still look and act like the old man, something's wrong. You, you are not supposed to fit in. You went from being 110 to 220. You don't get in the holes anymore. You don't fit in anymore. Hallelujah! And if you really have gotten on fire for God, you don't want to fit in anymore. You can't run with the old crowd. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. I know they don't preach this anymore where you come from. I know they don't preach this anymore on TBN, but listen to me. This is the Word of God and Jesus preached it to His disciples. It's still the Word of God. And I've had people, I rebuke that. I will never be persecuted. Well, just keep doing nothing. Just keep doing nothing and live happy and be a hero. But Jesus says, my words will never pass away. And just because you're American 
And you got the prosperity message. And it's the truth. But you've been taught that you never be persecuted. You never go through this. You never go through that. Where it's all through the Word of God that, listen, how many of you have Jesus on the inside of you? Amen. How many know what they did to Jesus when He was on this earth? How many of you know what the Antichrist spirit did to Christ when He was on this earth? Where is Christ? Well, what they did to Christ when He was in flesh, they will do to you who has Him inside your flesh. Because that Antichrist spirit hates Christ. And where's Christ? In you. Look what Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 20. Verse 20. And turning his gaze towards his disciples, he began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, ostracize you, insult you, and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. What does it say? Be glad! Ha, 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 ha. Brother, Brother Russell, you know what I heard about you? <laughs> Be glad in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets, they treat you. I just don't know if I can take the persecution anymore. Come on, laugh about it. Leap for joy. Do you know that that church is an occult? <laughs> Do you know that pastor's a liar? <laughs> That's all right. They're going to be going liar, 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 all the way till I get to the gate, and then Jesus is going to welcome me in. And there'll be no more liar but son, 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 son. In fact, I already hear it. Leap for joy when they persecute you. Amen, church. We're different. You start being different, people criticize you. If I come here Sunday and I got Mohawk. If I come here for the Memorial Weekend, I got a Mohawk and it's red, white, and blue. It's not going to happen. But I mean, as, a, <laughs> as an example, as an example, if I come with a mohawk that's red, white, and blue, I'll get criticized because it's different. They'll criticize you for anything different. Just being different, they'll criticize you. They'll criticize you if you're skinny. They'll criticize you if you're fat. If you got a, if you had Cajun family like I did, even if you are fat, they criticize you because you're not fat enough. <laughs> so you can't keep on pleasing all the people because you're saved, you're bought, you're valued, and you belong to Him. You're God's property. Amen. Amen. They'll attack you anyway. Matthew five ten talks about faithfulness and loyalty being attacked. When we are captured by Him, He controls our life. When He controls our life, nothing else matters but to serve and be loyal to Him. When they were getting ready to martyr the bishop, Polycop, they brought him and they asked him to renounce Christ. And he said, 
86 years I've served him and he has done me no wrong. How can I speak evil of my king who saved me? And they said, we'll kill you immediately if you don't renounce him. He says, I can't renounce him. So they took him to the stake. And as the stake was put on fire and they were getting ready to throw him on the stake and let him uh, burn to death, he's prayed his last prayer. Oh, Lord God Almighty, the Father of thy well-beloved and ever-blessed Son, by whom we have received the knowledge of thee, I thank thee that thou hast graciously thought me worthy of this day and of this hour. That's the highest form of faithfulness. I just thank you that I got to know about you. I thank you that you sent your son, that now that I am going to die, it's your face I see when I do die, where before it was going to be the face of Satan. I thank you for sending your son. It says righteousness. The word righteousness means the principles of the Lord that is laid down. The word righteousness there means to accept his will and accept the mentality of God. In Acts chapter 5, Let's look at Acts chapter 5, verse 27. I've just been going back here and back here and back here. Acts chapter 5, verse 27. And when they brought them, they stood before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intended to bring this man's blood upon us. They're the ones who said, let his blood be upon us and our children. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God. We must obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you have put to death by hanging him on the cross. He is the one whom God exalted to the right hand of the prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit whom God hath given to those who obey him. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the quick and intended to kill them. They're preaching the truth. Preaching good news of repentance and forgiveness of sins. What do they want to do? Let's kill them. Why? The Antichrist spirit always hates the spirit of the living Christ. Whose you are. One thing I want to share with you. And maybe somebody listening to this tape might be someone here. As the apostles received Christ and the Holy Spirit and they were preaching in the name and they were preaching about the blood and they were just all on fire and excited about God. You know, it reminds me of the brother or the sister who lives with an unconverted spouse. And they say, either you stop talking that name around me, you stop talking about that blood around me, you stop talking heaven or hell around me, If you don't stop it, one of us is going to go and it's not going to be me. You either choose God or you choose me. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't you ever turn your back on Jesus. We will not obey man. Well, you know, I'm married. I got a covenant. You sure do. But you got a covenant, first of all, with Christ Jesus. And if a man, if a man or a woman will make you choose between serving Jesus or serving Him. You better not choose man because the arm of the flesh will not get you into heaven. Well, you're telling me divorce is right. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying one thing. You do not put a person above Christ. We will obey Christ before we obey man. You hear me, church? Man, 
Matthew 5.11, it says the Spirit of the Christ. Is, well, it talks about being persecuted like the prophets of old. The word revile means to look down upon. You are blessed when men revile you. To look down upon. It means to despise and to reject. Listen to this. It means spiritual hatred and opposition. Spiritual hatred and opposition. How many times have you read that with Stephen, with the other disciples, that the religious folks were so mad, they jumped on them and they bit them? They hated them so much that they spat through rocks and they would jump on them with, and gnaw them with their teeth. That spirit of religion, that hate, that arises because you're different. And the truth is, you show me you believe what you believe more than we believe what we believe. And I hate you because you convict me. I hate you because you believe what you preach. I hate you and I can't stand you because you live what you preach. And so I'd rather, if I have to kill you to silence you, our nation right now doesn't want to hear the truth. But the truth is going to come out anyway. And yeah, there's going to be people who's going to bite on TV, the media, you name it. But when the true prophets arise, they're going to be persecuted. They're not going to be heroes. They're going to be persecuted just like the prophets were persecuted in the Old Testament because America has grown cold and comfortable. And to stir it up, it's going to have to be the truth. It's not going to be preaching to the flesh. It's going to be penetrating with a sword into the spirit. And I love it. It's what we need. I'd rather see the goats goats converted before they're separated here. Amen, church. Isaiah 53.3 says he was despised and rejected. He was not esteemed. Hatred turns to slander. Slander turns to false accusation. The spirit of religion takes hatred and slander and false accusations and turns it into physical death. Listen to this. The early Christians, you can read this in the books, the early Christians were criticized as being cannibals because they talked about drinking the blood and eating the body. And so the religious people started saying this new sect they kill their children and they drink their children's blood and eat their bread. And the, they try getting these lies out all that they could. Lying and criticizing. Trying to bring them down. Then they came up with the... They said, these Christians, these Christ followers, they love, they're full of orgies and immorality. Because all they do is go around talk about agape. This is the truth. All they do is go around talking about love, love, love. You know why? Because they're full of adulterers in the churches. Because you can't talk about agape if you're not going to live in, in, in immorality. And then they started saying, all these Christ followers, they're revolutionists. Because all they do is talking about a coming judgment and turning the world upside down. So they're revolutionists, so we've got to kill them soon. Abel was murdered by Cain. David was hunted by Saul. Daniel was hated by jealous enemies. Stephen was stoned to death. James was slain with the sword. Paul was persecuted beyond all measure. And most of the apostles died a martyr's death. But Hebrews 11.35 says, Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Yes, 
and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the swords. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, were destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. We have the promise. And the old song we used to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, I still will follow. He decidido a seguir a Cristo, no vuelvo atrás, no vuelvo atrás. I've decided to follow Jesus. That's mine. Whatever language it is, I've decided to follow Jesus. We had two little girls who would come to our church, little Mayan girls come to our church, and by coming to our church, their heathen grandmother would beat them with a piece of firewood when they'd come back. And they'd come back and get beat again. But I'll tell you the day that they came in, they said, Grandma's in the hospital and she's asking for you, preacher. And we went to the hospital and she had a hernia across her whole stomach and she was laying in that little jungle hospital and it was so red and she was crying and she couldn't lay down and she couldn't sit all the way up and she was in pain. But she, I tell you what, she was saying, tell me about your Jesus. And we led her through the prayer of salvation. God saved her. God healed her. Guess what? She started coming to church with her two little granddaughters. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If the world hates you, you know it hated me before it hated you. Remember whose club you're in. It hated you. Remember, it hated me first. Since you accepted me, it's going to hate you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. These things have I spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God a service. John 15, 18, 20, and John 16, 1 through 2. John 15, 18, and 20, and John 16, 1 through 2. In the time of the Emperor Neo, he would take the Christians and skin them and sew their skins with the animal skins and throw the human being's skin alive to his dogs. Put him upon the crosses and light up his garden. The people who were thrown to the lions. And you know what they say? They would sing, they would sing why they died. But when they couldn't sing no more, there was a host of heavenly angels that would take over the song. And would stand and sing as they marched to that throne to receive their reward for a martyr's death. Mm. A report has released that 25,000 Christians worldwide are in prison for their faith. Christians are being held in penitentiaries, hard labor camps, detention centers in several nations. Particularly cited as violators of Christians' rights are Ethiopia, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Brandi, and all Marxist-leading African states. In Mozambique alone, 12,000 believers are being held in work camps. 
In Ethiopia, 10,000 Christians are imprisoned. Some for nothing more than wearing a Christian symbol in public. In Vietnam, 17 evangelical pastors are jailed and some 200 churches have been closed. And the only Protestant seminary has been closed. In the Soviet Union, criminal charges were filed against a woman for allowing a group of Christians to meet in her home. Listen to this now. This lady, a double amputee, has already served two ter- terms in prison and faces a third. Another instance is that a descendant is given 130 days in solitary for refusing to surrender up his book of Psalms. In China, authorities liberalized rules covering Christian by banning Protestant church houses, restructuring religious gatherings to license church buildings, and forbidding evangelism. In Nicaragua, dozens of Moravian pastors, Moravian pastors and Moravians came over with the pilgrims and they fasted and prayed for a hundred years before coming to this nation. And they declared that America was going to be a mission-sending agent. And they fasted and prayed for a hundred years. And they settled in the Carolinas. And they went through Nicaragua and everywhere. And these, and these Moravian pastors who are, are ministering to the Mosquito Indians, which is right across the border of Nicaragua and Honduras. Uh, I've been in that area on the uh, country's Atlantic coast are imprisoned and killed. Philippians chapter 3. Look there with me, please. Philippians chapter 3. You may say right now, because this is how many Americans would say about this. Are you trying to make me feel guilty? No, 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 no. Are you trying to scare me? No, 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 no. The Word of God is to challenge us. Challenge us to pray. You know how many ministries are out there that all you have to do is look on the web and they will tell you the names of pastors and pastors' wives and children that they are imprisoned for standing their stand for Christ? There's so many things happening that we can be a part of and pray for in our freedom. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. I want you to know Christ and the power of His resurrection. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings, becoming like a man in His death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. He says, I want to know Christ. If I have to go through some sufferings to know Him... I'll go through them, but I want to know Christ. Listen to this. Paul in Colossians 1.24, I'll just read to you. Now I rejoice in what... Listen to this. Now I rejoice in what was suffered for you. I rejoice in what was suffered for you. And I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regarding to Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, which is the church. He goes, it don't matter how many times I was beaten with rods, how many times I was in prison, how many times I was left for dead. It doesn't matter the cold and everything that I went through. None of those things. I'm, I rejoice that I suffered because now I see the fruit in your lives. That's, how, that's the heart of Jesus. That's how you felt. Oh, Jesus, you suffered so much. Oh, it was a joy. For the joy I went to the cross. It says it, Hebrews chapter 12, 2. Fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning the sh- its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3 says, Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinful men, not so, so you do not grow weary. 
quickly in 1 Peter chapter 4. How many of you know we've been in the New Testament all night tonight? How many have noticed we've been in the New Testament all night tonight? We haven't even gone in the Old. 1 Peter 4 verse 13. This is the NIV, 1 Peter 4 verse 13. You're one of them holy rollers. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, I am. Got out of my way, I'll roll over you. You're one of those who still believe in a resurrection and you still believe that Jesus is coming for our church. Oh, yes, I am. Stand back because I'm going to fly like Superman when that trumpet sounds. You're still one of those who believe in talking in tongues and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and prophets and apostles today. You still believe that every word of God is true. You don't believe that man made some mistakes translating this word. I believe God is too big to let a man mess up what he wants to say. And it says in 1 Peter 4 verse 13, But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed. (laughs) when His glory is revealed. What a day that will be when my Jesus and I will see when I look upon His face, the One who saved me by His grace. What a day, glorious day that will be. Verse 14, I love it in the NIV. It says, If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. If you are insulted, you are blessed. For the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. (laughs) If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or a kind of criminal or even as a, um, a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved... What will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful Creator and continue to do good. You just keep going no matter what. In Acts 5.41, after they were beaten, they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for His name. During a time of persecution in Korea, a young church member was accused by police and put in a jail as a suspect. He was placed in a cell by himself and he grieved. Listen, he was placed in a cell by himself and he was grieved because he couldn't speak to no one about Christ. Soon he was banished to one of the neighboring islands. When he was released after the breakdown of the accusation, he said with a shining face, Just think, I have been longing for a chance to speak of Christ and was mourning because I could not speak in jail. But God sent me to an unevangelized island where there was plenty of work to do and the government is paying for it all. <laughs> Glory to God. This life is not our end. Do you know? You're going through it. We're on probation. We are being proven. And we got that little dildal around our ankle, and if we get out in the world too far, it sounds in heaven. And when the persecution, everything comes, 
If we, if, we, if we get off in the wrong area, in our heart, or in our thoughts, or in our mind, beep, beep, alarm goes off. Because we're on probation. But when you stand through the, go through the probation time, there's the reward of freedom time at the end of it. And it goes on to say about working and going towards that, that the reward is now and also internally. The Scripture says just go on and about the rewards, that are, just go on and on, because the rewards are waiting each and every one of us. Matthew twenty five twenty one. Jesus tells us personally. He will tell us personally. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I told you about the Savior's crown and the rewards. Second John 8 says, Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we work for. Did you hear that? Do not look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we work for, but, but that we may receive, listen to what it says, a full reward. A full reward. What is Jesus saying? You're persecuted. You're lied about. You're mistreated. You're attacked. They gossip. Whatever you go through, just keep rejoicing because if you keep your attitude right, you'll get the full reward. But every time you cop an attitude and every time you get back and every time you get defensive and every time you want to fight back, I'm cutting off part of the reward. So what you've got to do is just keep rejoicing. Pastor, I heard something new. Oh, glory to God. Don't tell it to me, but just thank God it's still going on. If they're talking about you, it means you're doing something right. You hear me, church? <laughs> and I just bless them and I pray for them and bless them. Why? Because I just keep getting blessed and getting blessed and getting blessed. And you will too. Look to yourselves that you do not lose for the full reward that's coming. We sing that song, it'll be worth it all. It'll be worth it all. 2 Timothy 2.12 says, If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. 1 Corinthians 6.2.3 says, we will, we will judge angels. So we pray that God will give us the courage to stay faithful and continue no matter what. Can I hear an amen? amen. We thank tonight amazing grace. May God give us the grace to remain faithful. Hallelujah. Faithful is He that called you. No man called you. Not here to please man. Faithful is he that called you who will also will do it. We just keep going. Keep speaking. Keep praying. Keep reaching for the miracles. Keep reaching for the lost. Keep reaching for the souls. Keep reaching for enlargement. Keep reaching for the spreading of tent. Just keep rejoicing. Because it never fails. The hotter the kitchen gets, the more spicy the food's going to be. They say, if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. But I tell you what, we done sweating enough, bro. Well, just put the pepper in there. Give me some jalapenos. Oh, just give me some peppers. Just make it hot because the hotter the better it's going to be. Glory be to God. We ain't going to quit and we're not going to give up. You can't wait. You may want to wait. I don't mean we need to go home tonight. Glory tonight. But if you're looking forward to seeing Jesus and you're going to run this race no matter what, stand up. 
stand up and say, I'm going to run this race. I'm going to endure.